Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're speaking about a question I received during a live Zoom meeting. The question was whether I thought it was a good idea to raise capital in the U.S. for large-scale industrial projects in India. The thesis was that there's a large and growing logistics opportunity in India, and it could be a great opportunity for U.S. investors. I get variations of this question very frequently. And while the specifics of the question relate, in this case, to industrial projects in India, you can substitute your favorite project. It could be a beach home in Costa Rica or hotels in Rio de Janeiro. My answer would be similar. The industrial land development thesis in India makes sense. It's a growing economy with a huge population. But that doesn't mean that raising money in the United States is going to be easy. In fact, I would say it's quite the opposite. When you look at performing due diligence on any opportunity, there's three elements you've got to consider. Number one, the local submarket conditions for that specific asset type in that location. Number two, the team of people running the project, their track record and everything associated with it. And then number three, the specifics of the deal. And when you're talking to U.S. investors, they're going to be looking for a very specific investment profile and they're going to be looking at the investment opportunity through that lens. All of the things being equal, their ability to evaluate that particular opportunity is much more difficult than a domestic opportunity. And there's much more risk in this investment than there would be in a domestic deal. The risk is because they just can't evaluate it. Number one, there's foreign exchange risk. And number two, there's an information gap. How would you know that I, as an investor, am getting the full information? And three, there's geopolitical risk. We don't know how global alliances will evolve over the coming years. We have a global war underway. This might not be the traditional kinetic war, although there's definitely one of those underway in the Ukraine. It's an economic war. How will India align itself in the world economy if it fractures further? That remains to be seen. You're thinking of talking to investors who have never visited India about the huge opportunity, but the truth is they're going to have a hard time visualizing it. They're going to find it impossible to assess the risks. They don't know what they don't know. They don't even know what questions to ask to perform a proper due diligence. The other thing to consider is that investors always have alternatives. They always have choices, and you've got to be looking at this through the lens of the investor. Unless they've exhausted the domestic market of opportunities that meet their criteria, why would they look further afield? The yield would have to be so much better, and the risk would have to be so well quantified in order to entice an investor to move large sums of cash a world away. This question about foreign investment is one that I get frequently, but I also come down on the other side of the question as a Canadian who's very active in U.S. investments. How is that any different? Well, the difference is I have visited those communities in the U.S. I've spent considerable time there. The legal systems between Canada and the U.S. are very closely aligned. The level of trade and tax treaties and trade treaties between Canada and the U.S. means that the economies are largely integrated. I can invest in a U.S. submarket and feel perfectly comfortable with the level of knowledge. I feel like I'm investing as a local even if I don't live there. I don't generally bring other Canadian investors to invest with me in U.S. projects. There is complexity. Now, there are a handful, but we don't promote this. The level of education required to make even a tiny investment in India or Costa Rica or Croatia or Greece or wherever you choose is so large that I don't know if it would survive a proper due diligence process. That doesn't mean you shouldn't consider making the investment yourself if you're prepared to make the investment in learning that market fully. 
The problem is that you probably will not convince a large number of investors to make that same investment in educating themselves on the market. The investment opportunity would have to be unbelievably compelling. Investors that are professional investors have an investment model that they adhere to. For one investor, it might be a medical office building at above 80% occupancy, let's say with an 8% cap rate. And for someone else, it might be a storage facility in secondary markets in the Midwest. Another might invest only in brand name hotels located at major interstate interchanges with visibility from the highway. Investors often have very specific criteria, and disciplined investors get very specific on their investment thesis. Asking them to stray away from that is going to be difficult. If you're talking to unsophisticated investors who don't know what they want, that's even more dangerous. All it takes is for one investor to complain, and then you're facing a full-on International Securities and Exchange Commission investigation. The level of suspicion from investigators is going to be exponentially higher compared with a domestic project where full transparency is much more easily achieved. The best sources for foreign capital or project in India might indeed come from those who have a local knowledge but are now living abroad. You might find sources within the East Indian community who live in the United States, or perhaps in the UK. You'll find probably more capital in London than you would in the United States. Because if you told the average U.S. investor there's a great opportunity to build a million-square-foot logistics hub in Goa, most people would have no idea where Goa is even located. The message is simple. Investors have a goal for their money, and you need to align the goals for the money with the goals of the project. And they have to fit together very naturally. There could be nothing about that interaction that feels forced. If the natural fit isn't there, it's probably not going to work. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.